say something, I'm always thinking. I can't remember the rest of the words. Uh, I don't know any of those words. There you go. Uh, Where's the other one? Uh, Did you just growl at you? That's me growling to get in my fucking seat. Dun dun dun! Catch up on sleep? A little bit. After getting that Casey Whalen interview set up yesterday, now I've been fucking trying to write out a fucking interview plan for it. Yeah. Well, remember, you can always edit it, so. Yeah. All right, you ready to do this? Oh, shit, we just got another news story. Oh, what happened? What the fuck? Southwest, you trying to make me fly on you? You you trying to get me inside you? <laughs> uh, fuck, where's my shirt? Aw, Southwest, you just try and get me all excited up in the air. It's 2.45. Oh, there it is. Oh, fuck. Let's delete this, too. There's all sorts of cool, nerdy stuff about Chris Neftil and Bones. Yeah. Go on, go deep. Shit, five news stories now. Hmm. <laughs>
if I'm close enough. I don't know. Oh, you definitely are. Holy shit. I don't fucking know. No, no, no. I don't fucking know. No, no, no. All right. How am I? About the same as me, except for I talk louder than you. Yeah, you fucking do. <laughs> like, I'm a tiny little blip there. Holy shit. Did you see your tiny little blip compared to me? Yeah. Only in audio. <laughs> Luckily, I can edit that to make it sound however I wanted to sound. <laughs> wow. Get some crazy energy over there. Okay, that's better. All right, ready? Yep. Initiating startup sequence. You are now plugged in. Hey guys, and thank you for tuning in. This is episode 245, 245 of the Plug and Play podcast. I'm your host, Zach, and alongside me, as always, is Tim. Welcome, minions. This week, Tim, first half Tasty Treats going deep with the uh, what? We're going deep. That's the name of the brew. It's from Everybody's Brewing. It's an Imperial Double IPA. Isn't it called? It's Gwango. Gwango Deep. We're going we're gonna to go on deep. It's, it's like the Australian version of Going Deep, guys. I think it's like a contraction of all the fruits that are in it. Guava, mango, and so you do contract guava, uh, mango, it's guango, guango deep. So it's a double. It's strong. It's 9.3 ABVs. It's only 30 IBUs, so it's not super uh, bitter. I'm not sure why this is considered an IPA. Again, back to my old man shaking his fist at the clouds thing of everything is an IPA now. Yep. Um, but hey, it, Tim, this looks really thick and oily like motor oils. Are you sure this is an IPA? It's, it, I mean, it's a double, so it's it's strong. Uh, it's a perfect blend of guava, mango, and fruity hot flavors that will tantalize the taste buds. It hits your tongue with waves of bittering ecstasy and finishes with a climax of fruity booze. Fruity booze. Just, just gushing in your mouth. Um, So, I cheers. Think, cheers. It's going to gush all in my mouth. It's going to go deep. Um, So, yeah, it's fruity. It is fruity. It's not disgustingly fruity, though, like a fruit beer. Um, Like... Yeah, I tried this one called Bloops. It's like a wheat beer with blueberries in it. It's just like too much. Oh for yeah. Me. Um, there's definitely was some... it too blueberry? Yeah. Or did you just have too much wheat in it? Too blueberry. Like mm. if it was a cider, I think I could tolerate it better because I'm expecting that. But I don't. Anyway, this doesn't have that problem. It Sweet. That's fruit without being too much. So yeah, that's what we're drinking today. Sweet, Tim. You want to talk about what you've been up to? Yes, I think we've both been up to quite a bit this week. Um, uh, yeah. Can we go first? Or can we go first? You can go first. Okay. So we saw some plays. Um, we had tickets to Wicked for quite a while back. Okay. And, and we went to that color. It's like the Wizard of Oz one, right? Yeah, it's kind of an alternate telling from the perspective of the... Witch? I'm doing air quotes. The Wicked Witch of the West. Um, she's the green one. Okay. And it goes into why she's green and like why she does the things she does. Somebody spray painted her face? No, it has to do with her birth and who her parents were. Um, were they green people? Yeah. My, oh. jo- my joke was at the end that she should have like left the kingdom and like gone to the swamp and done a spell so she turned into a um shrek basically <laughs> um hey you just ruined that movie for everyone no it goes through kind of the whole um story of the the, the wizard of oz the movie that you all know like the the real brick road and the the um hunt the not the huntsman the uh urgh, the um tin woodsman the and the, the uh, lion, scarecrow. Witch in the wardrobe? No, that's that's a different thing. <laughs> I 
Um, but from a totally different perspective, it is really interesting. And the music was awesome, and the set was amazing. And there's kind of a steampunk vibe to it, which is cool. Yeah. Um, I always felt like the Wizard of Oz should have been steampunk. This had that, and it was cool. Lots of gears and clockwork, yeah. and there's like a clockwork dragon. And like I feel like it tried to be steampunk before steampunk was steampunk. The OG steampunk. Like, well, like the precursor. The uh, the whole like um animatronic oz face that was pretty steampunk that was pretty cool that's pretty cool um then we saw heathers um the next night at my favorite clown bar in portland the funhouse lounge hmm. sounds and like a strip club it's Heathers. Not, i mean there's sometimes there's there's stand-up comics that strip while they're doing their stand-up hmm. and there's other weird stuff there but yeah it's portland yep um so what what is heathers heathers is an 80s movie um, okay. about high school and this clique of girls who all have the first name heather and then this outsider girl that kind of penetrates the clique and then gets ostracized from the clique. Is her name Heather too or no? No, it's not. Then why would they let her in? Uh, exactly. They shouldn't have because things go terribly wrong when they do. Okay. There's murder. There's uh, suicide. There's... Um... She kills and suicides people? <sighs> kind of. Okay. Um, the song, the, music's, the music was great. Like the, the movie didn't have any music. So the there's a Broadway production that had all new um, songs. And this is not exactly a Broadway version of it, um, but they used that the music from it. Okay. And it was like an amateur production. Like none of the actors were actually getting paid. They're all volunteers. They get tips at the end. This is like the thing you went to in California. Um, it's more like no, it's more like the Evil Dead that I went to. It's the same type of setup. Okay. Or the thing. I thought that was in California where you just nope. like showed up and you just paid whatever the hell you want to. No, no, you pay a ticket fee and. But I don't think the actors get that. I think it's just for the venue. Oh, okay. They were passed out a chip, tip jar at the end, which was gotcha. filling up pretty well because they were awesome. Were they? Yeah. It was really funny. Huh. Um, it was really good. Was it all younger people or? Uh, I'd say early 20s till early 30s. Okay. I mean, so, they're, they're I mean, supposed to be teenagers, but yeah. I mean, that's hard to actually get that done. Um, Especially in probably something that's 21 and up. So that one we left our son home for, but we did take our daughter and her friend. Oh, yeah? What'd you think? She loved it. Like, what did daughter's friend think? She liked it, too. Nice. And she, and she was less familiar with the source material. Um, my daughter posted some of the pictures on Instagram, and people were like, how are you seeing this? Because like, the Broadway actual Broadway version is only in Europe right now. Huh. And uh, so it was actually... Did she totally play it off as she was in Europe? No. She's like, oh. I saw it at a clown bar in Portland, and the person who asked uh, figures. <laughs> <laughs> so... That was epic. That was actually, honestly, more fun than Wicked. Although Wicked was amazing, the production value of Wicked was obviously way higher. Yeah. And like Wicked was cool, but I had more fun. I laughed and you know. Yeah, yeah. Had a good time. I feel like you just like the clown bar. It just makes you happy and joyful. I, I do. Yeah. I, I spent a good ten minutes in it by myself. Nobody, okay, nobody goes to the clown room. They have this awesome room full of clown paintings, like 360 degrees. It's a small room, about the size of this room we're sitting in right yeah. now. But every wall space is covered with um, clown paintings. And then there's like booth chairs around the room. Huh. And um, that night we went, it was actually attached to the room where the cast was like, you know, chilling in between scenes or whatever. Yeah. So maybe that was part of why people were going in there. But like, yeah, I had a... Yeah, like, fuck it. I'm going to go sit with the clowns. Yeah, during the intermission, I just, like, I hung out there for 10 minutes and, like, went to my little Tim zone. Your daughter didn't go in there? No. What the hell? I mean, yeah, no. I was by myself. Weird. Had a room full of clowns. 
There's like one real pair of eyes that's like drilled out and people are like looking through it like that would be I cool. See you. Probably my favorite painting is the um recreation of the Last Supper. Oh really? It's just all clowns? Yeah. Nice. Ronald McDonald is in Jesus. The, in the Jesus position. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty epic. It's got all like all other different famous clowns on the Does it have uh Wayne Ga- or John Wayne Gacy? I don't remember, but I do remember it has um the one from The Simpsons and, oh, yeah. and several other ones. Okay. So that's pretty cool. Nice. So yeah, that was uh, Heather's. Um, then we did Adventure Time Tuesday. I don't have music for it. Sorry, kill me. That's fine. Um, you're, we need Come to. Come on, e- grab your fans. We need to edit, the end. We need to edit down the. It's we, it, yeah, we need to make save it, it off in there. So my son was in a theater camp this week. So I dropped him off in the morning. Theater. He was actually. Don't lie. He was inside Heather's. He was. No, he was we, one of the extras. No. First of all, mostly adult humor would fly over his head, and second of all, he would have been bored. So we didn't take him. We we had a, a different situation from that night. Anyway, Adventure Time Tuesday was just me and the girl. Um, so she wanted to go. She wanted to do books and tea. So that's what we did. Went to Powell's. Um, we brought a bunch of books. That we she was done reading. Um, we got about sixty percent of them they accepted, and which was great. So she got forty dollars in credit. Nice. Um, so we spent about an hour and a half like wandering, picking out books, right, and wandering the stacks. It's funny. She only picked like two books, and one of them was one I suggested to her. So that was cool. Nice. Um, and then did we did. She went- get the one about the serial killer podcaster. No. Damn it. She get one about a creepy uncle that has like ghost stories in it and stuff. So, so she got my story. <laughs> sure. Um. Oh crap! I was I meant to pull it up. I forgot to. We went to a tea place. Yeah. Um. This was cool. It was in north northwest Portland. Um. Kind of off like twenty third. And it has a cool brick building with lots of ivy in the front. Yeah. I don't remember the name of it, and I forgot to pull it up. Sorry. Um, so we go in, and they have all these different teas, and they have, like, vats, kind of like they brew beer in, but they were, like, brewing tea in them. That's cool. And all these loose-leaf teas, and they what they had, like, tasting trays, so you could order um, four different teas from their very extensive list. They have oolong and white tea and black tea and um, all sorts of different teas, like, probably, I would say... 30 to choose from roughly wow um so and you we, just get to pick whatever the hell you want yeah you pick four of them and then they like she was like seriously spent about 10 minutes making the tea like she was doing the temperature she, like some your little, daughter no no the, oh. the cashier um pouring over like re, like really doing each blend correctly like the right way and so well, we had she this, ought to be doing that and it was also cool is like the tray had this little um thing in the back where she, they put in like playing cards but the playing cards had the description of each tea like oh nice what region it came from the tasting characteristics and we tasted a wide variety of tea um the first one the oolong was a very light um like somewhat fruity tea that honestly my palate was not quite discerning enough to pick up the flavors was it called blended and no, varietal teas infusions no that's the description it's something smith oh um well, never mind. It looks really cool. It was really cool. Smith uh, Numerology? No. It's Smith Tea Maker. It's on well, Thurman this Street. This says Smith Numerology. Well, I'm sorry. That's not what it is. Smith Tea Maker is on Thurston Street. It's a rustic reclaimed space with exposed brick walls featuring high-end tea blends and a tea bar. Just I looked it up for you. Nice. Um, do you want me to go through the tea blends or is that too much? I, I mean, you have Bon Bon. Bon Bon was the last one. Yep. All right. I guess we're going to do this. Yep. Okay. Hold on while we pull up pictures because I took a picture of each uh, placard. You did? I did. I am right here. Okay. Well, shit. 
so you did number 80, which is Ali Shan Oolong. That's the one I couldn't discern very much. Um, it was just very light. Like, there was nothing wrong with it. I, I was picking up some of the flavors my daughter was picking up. Hmm. Uh, lightly oxidized oolong is prized for its buttery mouthfeel, soft tropical floral, and stone fruit undertones and a sweet finish. Um, the did next... you have to prep these or did it come prepped? No, that's what I was telling you. Like, she took the time, like, to... And she did every single one of them she... yes, and, as and... you drank them? No, or like before. She set up the tray for us. Okay. And, like, some she brewed the same, some she brewed different. It was a very complex process. This one was mm. probably our combined favorite. Number 72, the white petal, which is a white tea. Delicate shade dried leaves from China's Fujian province are naturally high in antioxidants. Additions from chamomile petals and osmus flowers from China's Zhangjing province add a fragrant, toasty, creamy, and slightly sweet broom of flavor. Like, this one was tasty. Like, just nice. Like, really nice. Um, I think almost anyone will enjoy this one. The next one, wow. This... Tasted like a scotch. Like it was earthy and peaty. We smelled the loose leaf teas. It smelled like tobacco. I need this. Did you buy me some? No. What um, the hell, Tim? So if you and I were going here, we would try this one. This is number 92, the Zen Chang. The grandfather of Lapsang Shaishang. This type of tea is most sought after smoked tea in all of China. Delicate and wiry black tea leaves are smoked with horsetail pine boughs for complex and full yet smooth I'm experience. going just to drink this stuff. Like, it seriously reminded me of scotch. It was very strong. Like, my daughter let me finish her. She did not Dude. like it. Dude, okay. And so I could understand why she would not like you'd it. You'd be like, hey, so are you an alcoholic? No, nah, but I drink my scotch tea every morning. No, it was a seriously intense tea. See? It was, like, we did... We need this shit. Why didn't you buy this? <sighs> did it come in bags? Like, No, you could get the loose leaf, but I, I didn't have the I other I don't know third. how to do loose leaf. I could have made it happen. The last one we tried was Bonbon, an herbal infusion blend. Delightful caffeine-free kidney conf- bonbon, kidney bonbon. Delightful caffeine-free confection in a cup, combining the creamy flavor. Hold up, of- hold up. Did you say caffeine-free? Yes. Why the fuck would you get this? A lot of teas are caffeine-free. No. Yes. No. Sometimes you it's drink. It's not appropriate. <laughs> that is inappropriate. There are so many caffeine-free teas, Zach. No. Yes. Well, don't worry. The one we were just talking about is black tea. Tons of caffeine. Okay, All right. So combining the creamy flavor of Northwest grown peppermint leaves with a sweet cinnamon, licorice, ginger, and distinct notes of chocolate. One sip and you'll feel like you're a very grown up kid in a candy store. This one was bizarre. Was it sugary? No. It just like you tasted one thing and then you're tasting another. Like the licorice came through really strong and, and the chocolate and the cinnamon. Like you, it was a very complex and kind of crazy tea. Um, again, my daughter did not like it. Let me finish hers. Um, I thought it was very interesting. Um, I would like a cup of that maybe every now and then, but I probably wouldn't have wanted to buy a whole tin of that tea. If yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. But it was fun. Um, we got a very interesting cross section of tastes in that. How how much does an experience like this cost? Like the tasting tray? Yeah. It was 12 bucks. Not bad. No, not at Shit, all. Shit, not bad at all. We each got a macaron as well, which is another $3. So nice. Our whole bill was 18 Ooh. Yeah, and we were there yeah. for like a good hour, like just enjoying. We had, wow. our, we had our books from Powell's, reading our books. They just them. let you just like ha- at your own time and yeah, speed? Yeah, it's a cafe. Whatever you want to do. Like well, they, they, that's super cool. She prepared it for us, and then the tray was in front of us. We could do whatever we wanted. Oh, nice. Like we could have tasted like one of each. Like she gave us uh, little glasses. And little spoons, and then there, the tea was in its own saucer, so we could like dip the spoons in the saucer and then put them in our own cups. We ended up just going through one by one instead of going across section. Yeah, okay. 
Um, but yeah, you can do whatever you want. Huh. It was a great experience. Um, if you're in Portland and you want to try out some teas that you've probably never experienced before, I highly recommend it. Um, yeah, it'd be a great date. Um, it was fun. And the outside of the building was seriously, it was perfect. It was like, like I said, exposed brick. Look, it looked old timey and European. It was really cool. Very good experience. And we wrapped up the adventure with going to another bookstore that I hadn't been to before, but heard about, um, called, um, Vintage Books, I believe, on Mill Plain. Hmm. Very eclectic bookstore. Had some cats running around. Mill Plain, Washington? Yes. On the way back. Really? Yeah. Um, had a really good selection of all different types of books. Um, is this a place where you go for like a human leather bound book? No, but they did have, um, false books with magnetic uh, closures that were hollow that you could hide stuff in with like dragons and shit on it. Well, I mean, that's cool, but I wouldn't need to talk after. Okay. We didn't go to an occult bookstore. We almost did. There are occult bookstores in Portland. What? Why aren't we going to those and recording there? Um, because we might have extra voices in the background. That's perfect. Anyway. It's more editing for me, but it's fine. <laughs> That's what, what I did this week. What did you do this week? I went camping. Why do you sound disappointed? That's awesome. It's the first time it? camping with my two-year-old, oh. and the first night was not awesome. Okay. There's a douchebag next to me on the couch that forgot to tell me that kids cry while we fucking camp. You didn't ask, first of all. First of all, I shouldn't have to ask, you asshole. <laughs> okay, second, you didn't even really ask me or tell me you were going camping until you almost were. Well, that's true. I didn't really know we were going camping until we almost were, so... You just accidentally went camping? Sort of, yeah. Well, you did the camp in the backyard, and you said you were thinking about really camping. Yeah, and then we booked it, and we just kind of went camping. So, what area did you go to? We went to Mount St. Helens. Okay. So, like, right, like, Toodle area. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Sort of. Okay. Um, there's a KOA up there. So, KOAs are kind of cool. It's like, you know... A campground that has, like, everything included. So a deluxe th- campground. Like yeah. A campground for newbies. Yeah. Um, and honestly, probably won't. Maybe I'll go to. I like the KOA in Astoria just because it's, bet- it's between Seaside and. So you like the location there, but are you saying you don't like the KOA setup type? I don't like the KOA setup type. Well, this is my wife. It's super close. All the campgrounds are, like, right on top of each other. Right. We're, like. Most campgrounds, you have a huge lot, nobody really around it's, you. It's for casual campers. Yeah. They it, have a lot of amenities. They have Yeah, to... lots of amenities. I mean, which are, the amenities were okay. The showers are decent. I told exactly. my wife. Exactly, you had showers. Like, yeah. real, real campers yeah, they don't, don't have, showers, don't have yeah. showers. I told my wife, though, that uh, that if she could do the showers there and the bathrooms there, that she can't bitch about if we want to go stay at the hostel in Seattle. Because the hostel in Seattle was nicer. Ouch. Yeah. So, um, we did that. They had a jump house. Randomly, like, somebody was like... So, I guess, like, if you bring shit that adds to the campground, uh-huh. they'll let you stay. So, somebody has brought... So, if you bring something fun, they'll let you stay for free? I don't know. Like, how cool does that have to be? Like, I brought this, this horseshoe set. This person brought two fucking jump, jump houses. That's better than a horseshoe set. Yeah. Two of them. Um, okay. Two of them. Like, so, giant motherfuckers. Did your son like that? Yeah, he loved it. Sweet. Um, he loved it up until. Why, did, why didn't that wear him out so he could sleep at night? So, the first night, we made the mistake of trying to follow normal routine, which my son's like super routine oriented, except for on Wednesday nights when we record. Usually, he's up a little bit so he can say hi to you. Aww. But he does say hi to me tonight, by the way. He did. But most of the time, he's in bed. 
by seven o'clock, like he's in bed or he's asleep. Okay. Um, and so we tried doing that camping. One is it's lighter outside nowadays, so yes. it's a little bit harder. So he's usually having a little bit more of a struggle going to sleep even at home. Um, two, it's a new place, so that didn't go over well. Was so it, was it kind of noisy or? Yeah. Um, he's like, "What's going on? I want to know what's going on." Yeah, I want to be outside. I want to party, and he's he's still in a crib because he hasn't asked to not sleep in a crib. So we just haven't. Do you think he would stay in a normal flatbed, or would he wander around? He didn't stay in the fucking normal flatbed <laughs> in the goddamn tent. <laughs> what did he do? So, well, he did until we were in the tent. He would stay in his bed until he knew we were in the tent. But he like screamed and cried. So my wife basically spent like three and a half hours trying to get him to go to sleep. Ugh. Then we finally just said, fuck it, we went to bed. And then he was running around, and it was dark at this point, so we couldn't see him. So we had to turn a flashlight on in the tent, and every once in a while, I turned the flashlight on, and the little fucker's right there at the edge of the bed staring at me. <laughs> Creepy as shit. Oh, no. So, <laughs> Why was he awake in the middle of the night? Like, doesn't he get tired? I don't know. I think he's past the point of being tired. And then at 2 o'clock in the morning, he decided that a demon had, ex- uh, had entered him, and he was going to scream for the next hour and a half, nonstop, and wouldn't tell us what the fuck's wrong. Uh, well, so, uh, like, I don't think I would have warned you about that one. That's that's unique to your son. So, like, that's that's pretty. Three forty-five in the morning. All, all of a sudden, I was like, "Get in the car and drive him home. I'll stay here with the fucking tent." Did you really? Yeah, I told her to, but she didn't. She oh, went, got well, in bed with him, and he finally passed the fuck out. And we found out a fucking hole in my sleep, or in our fucking air mattress that never had a hole in it before. So I was sleeping on the ground. That sounds like a really good time. It's fucking awesome. How many nights did you say? Two nights. Was the second night any better? Second night was a lot better. Yeah. I got duct tape. I duct taped the fuck out of our bed. Uh-huh. So it stayed. <laughs> when you said I got duct tape, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> you duct taped the sun to the floor. <laughs> duct taped it. We let him stay up till 10 o'clock, which he's never done before. Put him in the bed and he passed the fuck out. And then he slept till 3, woke up. Came and got in bed with us and slept. So That's that was cool. good. Well, I guess you know what to do next time. Yeah. If so we. Ha- if there's next time. So well, there will be, but maybe not this summer because the summer's starting to run out. But. Um, is it? Because it's been just cloudy here. I know it's just so fucked up. My wife is super congested. We just found out today, right? Actually, right when you got here, that she has a uh, sinus infection. That sucks. Which builds up a lot of pressure inside your ears. Yep. And. Mountain Helens is really fucking high up there. Yep. So she but had she was in super pain. pain. Uh, she was like, I'm in sure s- screaming. She was in slight discomfort at the KOA. But then we tried to go up to the base of Mount St. Helens oh. and we made it halfway before she was like in tears and like crying. And we had to like get in the car. And I've never sped so fast down the hill in my life. Not really sped, but go the fucking limit on a really windy ass road. It yeah. sounds like hell. It was. It was. That wasn't great. Um, also, the KOA has super expensive wood. Can I can I can I recommend a nice relaxing oolong tea? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Expensive so, wood. How expensive was your wood? So there's four pieces of wood, for I think it was five bucks. Like four normal. Like just tiny little pieces of wood. Oh jeez. So then we drove on our way back from Mountain Helens. Uh-huh. I found a creepy ass like murder shed. Okay. And it said wood inside. So <laughs> hey kids, <laughs> come inside, get some free wood. So, so I brought a ten dollar bill with me and opened up the shed and went inside the shed. 
and there were big bundles of wood. Uh-huh. And I found a little box that said $5 per bundle. It's based off the honor system with a smiley face. So I put $10 in and grabbed two big-ass yeah, bundles. Y- you don't want to fuck around with the murder shed. No. You, you put the right amount of money <laughs> exactly. in. Exactly. So, but I came back, and literally the two bundles would have been like 50 bucks at the fucking KOA. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. That's ridiculous. Like, yeah. You can do better in a stupid grocery store. Than oh, that. yeah. The guy at the campsite next to me did. Nice. Yeah. So... Um, we had a big ass fire. It sounds like lessons were learned and like future camping trips. You could maybe do a little better, a little bit better. Um, so the experience at a KOA was like 50, 50. My son had fun. Campsite sucked. The amenities were cool, but not super worth it. It's nice to be able to take a shower on a camping trip. I'll say that. So I will say that a lot of the campgrounds I've looked at since then all offer showers. Really? I guess it's more common. I I haven't honestly been camping in over 10 years. If you go to somewhere like, more remote, more like rustic ones. They don't I've have camped it. before, like literally in the middle of. A, we went to a campground once. I was for some event, and like we didn't reserve, so there was no spots left. So we actually poked around, and we found a hollow spot in the middle of this blackberry, like giant blackberry bush, and we just beat it, beat the bushes back a little bit further. We actually drug, um, like a, <laughs> we found an extra, um, uh. What do you call it? Um, like a table. Uh huh. And we just drug it in there, and we made our own campsite. Nice. So we didn't pay anything, and we had this huge campsite <laughs> in the middle of a blackberry like bramble. It was nice. kind of funny. That's awesome. That's why I camp. That yeah, well, that sounds uh, that sounds like fun. We should go do that. Yes. All right, Tim. You want to talk some news? Let's talk some news. Hey, Tim. You have a you have a Nintendo Switch. I do. So do I. Joy-Cons so, suck. The Joy-Cons do kind of suck. So a lot only- of people are just are, a lot of people are now coming up with this problem. I think it's like a problem that develops after a bit of time. Yeah. So some people are reporting it, it. This specific issue only happens after a couple weeks. I've had mine for a year, and I will say I think one of mine is starting to do it. Um, and we're talking about the uh, the drift. Joy-Con so, drift. Yeah, the Joy-Con drift. More specifically, usually the left one, just because you use it more. Yeah. Um, so the analog stick usually will start to just kind of randomly like wander off to the left mm-hmm. and or the right and just start to kind of... Without you pushing on exactly. it. Exactly. So your character will just kind of move around even when you're not doing it. Um, so there's sometimes a dirt and grime buildup inside the controller that people have uh, said that if you take the controller apart and you remove the dirt and the grime, it actually fixes it. But this isn't the case for all of them. Multiple people are reporting that this is just uh, it's just not cutting it. Um, as well as not everybody feels extremely comfortable and feels nervous taking apart their Joy-Con. Sure. Um, it is an $80 piece of hardware that you have to buy both left and right. You can't just buy one or the other if you exactly. break it. Um, so it's a widespread issue. And Nintendo has known about this since basically the start. The thing with them There's is... There's literally thousands of Reddit posts about this. And, yeah. And Twitter and all that. Like, it's a widespread problem. It just reminds me... I don't know if you remember... About 25% is what they're saying. I don't know if you remember way far back, one of the DS Lite... 360? No, no. The oh. DS Lite had a crack in the hand. Yeah. This reminds me of that. Yep. Although, this is a more... This affects gameplay a lot more. Than it a, does. Than a wiggly hinge. It really, really does. Um, And... Yeah, I guess that's all I I guess, I guess the the one thing they're really worried about is if they haven't updated the hardware because Nintendo hasn't came out and actually said that they're aware of this issue. 
that it's just no. It's been radio silence from Nintendo. Exactly. So the thing is, like, if they haven't switched up the hardware, the Switch Lite, you don't have the option of removing the Joy-Con and buying a new one. No, although you could potentially pop open the back and fix it. I don't know, but yeah, you would have to do it though. Like, you shouldn't just like go to the store and buy a new one, pop it in, good to go. No, there's actually kits on Amazon right now that you can get for that had the right kind of screwdriver. And yeah, like, and the replacement uh, thumb pads. Yeah, like it's widespread enough that that merchants are making that available. Exactly. All so, right. So my story is our cyberpunk future. Yeah. Um, like this has been a staple of science fiction forever. Like you jacking into the net, like having like you know cords coming out of the back of your head, and you're like interfacing with computers and hacking Can I shit. Pick where the cord comes out. Yeah, but this is maybe going to actually happen. Elon Musk is unveiling his Neuralink, um, which could be doing human trials as early as the late this year. Um, so he, he, Elon Musk, Musk likes to start up companies left and right. One of them is called Neuralink, um, a secretive company developing brain-machine interfaces, and it's shown off some technology for the first time. Um, goal is to eventually begin implanting devices in paralyzed humans, allowing them to control phones or computers. The first big advance is flexible threads, which are less likely to damage the brain than materials currently used in brain-machine interfaces. These threads create the possibility of transferring a higher volume of data, according to a white paper credit to Elon Musk and Neuralink. Um, so the threads are four to six, I believe that's nanometers. I don't know what that number means. I don't know either. That's um, weird. Sounds really small, which makes them considerably thinner than a human hair. In addition to developing the threads, Neuralink's other big advance is a machine that ultimately uh, automatically embeds them. So they did a, a presentation. All right, skipping ahead. In the future, scientists from Neuralink hope to use a laser beam to get through the skull rather than drilling holes. They said in the interviews with the New York Times, early experiments will be done with neuroscientists at Stanford University, and we hope to have this in a human patient by the end of next year. So Cyberpunk 2020, not a video game, actual, like, human trials. Like What? Yeah, I've got three, cons- I got, okay, three major concerns of having it. Like, I love the idea. Let's Id- talk this. So I, I like the idea of jacking into a computer. That sounds cool. I will never be a first adopter to this technology. I, Why I, not, Tim? Um, for the same reason I didn't get the first or even second or third round of laser um, eye surgery. I want to make sure the shit works and it doesn't like have long-term bad effects. So I l- literally waited 12 years before I got my eyes cut. And I'll do the same for this neural implant shit. Okay, the, my three main concerns are um, antibiotic-resistant bacteria. You're putting a foreign object into your brain. That's a concern to me. My second concern is firmware upgrades. Just how, jack in, you'll be fine. No, but how often do you have to upgrade your PC parts? Pretty often. Do you just want to like keep like digging in your skull all the fucking time? I don't like that. What all if right. they all just use the same connector and it's just like this big box that sits on your back? That would be actually cool if they did the connection and that was fine and then they the out the yeah, if it was on the outside. Um and then my third concern is like hacking, ransomware. Yeah, somebody's going to take over your body. Yeah. So my, like, the benefit of this is you could live forever. I guess. Well, that's if you upload your consciousness, which is a whole different thing. Anyway, we're literally living in science fiction era is all i got to say. I love it. All right, what's your next story? Well, going from science fiction, going back in time, Tim. Yeah? Uh, GameStop is uh, trying out some new game store layouts. I mean, they need to. So they're going to be trying out some major different store remodels. So as we know, GameStop is a one-stop shop for anything gaming-related, now including the... T-shirts, oh, yeah. uh, what Funko the fuck Pops. Is that? What the fuck is that? 
company called now? Funko Pops? No, no, the other one. The one they just bought out. They just down. Yeah, Think Geek. Um, so, uh, the company is partnering with global innovation design firm RGA to create streamlined GameStop stores. The two companies are working together designing and testing out the stores, which GameStop says in a news release will introduce new ways for shoppers to try games before they guy them. I'm pretty sure they meant to say buy them. Good job, GameStop or GameSpot. That's a fuck up on your part. They said Just, guy. Yeah, they did. I'm gonna guy this before they guy them. That's kind of sexist. What about girl them? GameSpot. Why can't you girl them? The store themselves will have unique layout and purpose. Some of the store concepts will focus on competitive gaming and homegrown e leagues, while other concept stores will exclusively sell retro games and hardware. The new stores will be piloted in a select market throughout GameStop. Didn't say exactly where they'll be tested I feel like or Portland if it'll be somewhere in the United shot. States. I think Portland should definitely go with the retro. And I'm definitely taking a screenshot of this guy part and sending it to them right now. Nice. All right. So my next story is about video game movies. Okay. Um, Detective Pikachu. Pika Pika. Um, surpasses Warcraft as the highest grossing video game what film the fuck? of all time. Um Detective Pikachu live action mystery movie from director Rob, Rob Letterman and Warner Brothers Pictures has surpassed Duncan Jones' Warcraft as the highest grossing video game film of all time with $436 million in worldwide ticket sales. Really? Yes. Wow. Um, did you know this? Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time, did $433 million worldwide gross. Did what? $433 million worldwide gross. What the uh, like no one that I know, I don't I don't know anyone who saw that movie. No, um, Warcraft I knew did pretty well, especially in China for whatever reason. Um, so yeah, uh, Detective Pikachu was pretty critically acclaimed, and I know that it was also really popular overseas. So it doesn't surprise me. So congratulations, little Pikachu, you're the winner. Pika Pika. All right, got one more story, and then we're done with the news. But wait, I'm texting. Can you do that? Sure. Um. So this is a f- an air flight that I wish I was on because if I can open the dang link, um, nope, apparently I can't. Okay, well I can't open the link, but basically, sh- long story short, for whatever reason, everyone on this one Southwest Airlines flight got a free Nintendo Switch and a copy of Mario Maker Two. I don't night. get it. Why? I don't know either. It was a promotion with some company. Um, if Did I they know they were getting it? No, I was just like, uh, c- congratulations, like kind of an Oprah moment. Oh, no, I got the link now, finally. Um, Southwest Airlines surprised the heck out of a flight headed to San Diego, where the Comic-Con was going. Um, oh, this is a terribly written story. It doesn't say why, but basically a bunch of nerds flying to Comic-Con were like, yeah, we got a Switch! And more That's kind of cool as fuck. Right, that would be cool. I like surprises like that. Like, not even that grand, just like any kind of surprise like that. It's really cool. Yeah. So, congrats to all you nerds on the Southwest Airlines flight that we, we all hate you, though. All right, if you're done texting, maybe we can do some tech talk. Nope, you're not done texting. Literally, not done texting. I tried playing the music, but it didn't play. Hey, Tim, you want to get wet again? Yeah, but only in a clean clean way, like a family-friendly way. Okay. So I went out to Lowe's two weeks ago. Uh, talk dirty to me, baby. Yeah, exactly, right? You like you like this yard work stuff. No. I bought this thing you attach to the... the attachments. The attachments, yeah. It's like it's like a tool. Okay. That's hard. Uh-huh. It gets wet. 
Yeah. And it it cleans oh. the patio. Oh, you had me told just done. Yeah. So it sprays this <laughs> awesome stream. Uh oh. Okay. Yeah, I'm back on board. It doesn't leave a streak. Okay. And it cuts down my time in power washing my sidewalk and driveway and patios. Okay, so it's related to power washing. What, what is it? So it's just an attachment for the spray nozzle of the uh, power washer. Okay. And instead of using like one single stream, uh-huh. it like has propulsion and it sprays out like fine streams is down. It, is it like spinning? Yeah, yeah, spinning. Okay. And it has like, it's like a, I'll have to show you. It's like a, think of like a bucket. Okay. And it has a metal like rod that runs from side to side of the bucket and runs the circumference of it. Okay. So it's just spinning around. Shooting a stream of water down, okay. so it cleans that whole entire area. So you basically just go back and forth, and it cleans everything that was underneath that bucket. Nice, without a streak. So would you like hold it in place, or do you move it? You just move it back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, just like you would like with a normal power washer. Okay. Yeah. But it's a lot faster. A lot faster. I literally did my my uh, back patio, my front patio, my driveway, and in front of my house on the sidewalk in like two and a half hours. Took me a whole entire day to do it last year. See, that's like a perfect example of tech talk. Tech talk is like technology that makes your life simpler. Yeah. And it literally cut out probably like four to five hours. Yeah. That's so, and get... 80 bucks. Nice. Yeah. Super. I mean, it kind of expensive for uh, what it really is, but really fucking cheap for how much time it saved me. Yeah, time is money. Yeah. Cool. So, um, does it have like a name or? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure it's not called Bucket Thing. It's called the Bucket Thing Revolutionary Version Two. Now it loves the Bucket Thing. Exactly. Okay, here it's called Surface Cleaner. Hold on, let me get the actual make and model of it. So I got the Briggs and Stratton nice. uh, 14 inch rotating surface cleaner. This is it right here. It's actually fucking went down in price. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, it's now. So this is sixty nine ninety eight. So this is it right there. So you can kind of see what it does. It looks like a Roomba. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Perfect. It's a fucking Roomba with like water. A, looks like a Roomba that you just sh- you shoved a Roomba on the end of your like. Yep. Pressure washer. It's exactly what it did. And um, it sort of acts like a Roomba, I guess. Yeah. So um, it was pretty fucking simple. Nice. And uh, they make them for electric and for gas. You need to make sure which one you get because the pressure and everything and. Okay. So, if you have an electric power washer, make sure you buy an electric Roomba attachment. <laughs> and uh, if you have a gas, one, make go, sure you get the gas I Roomba go to Lowe's attachment. And say, I want a Roomba attachment for a pressure. Washer. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Can we do this and film you? <laughs> we'll talk about. Watch it after the guy that. just be like, uh, just watch smoke come uh, out of his ears. <laughs> what do I say to this idiot? <laughs> yeah, it's on aisle A seventy three. I don't get it. There's only 36 up. Just keep going. Just, just Pass the parking lot. Keep going. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, Tim. Let's, you want to take, take a break? A, let's take a break. All right. We'll see you on aisle 73. And we are back. Taste your treats in hand. Same shit as the first half. So when I went to the Tap Union Free House, uh-huh. I actually was looking for a different IPA. Oh, okay. Yeah. What, what IPA were you trying to graciously uh, get us? Chris Knife. Okay. So, Chris Knife. Yes, it's um, a collaboration beer between um, Fort George and some other brewery. I can't remember. In Denver. What? It's out of Denver. Yeah. Well, I was I pissed. I yawn into the mic to do that. The name is cool because Chris Knife is the knife in Dune. 
Um, which Dune? Is, yes. What the fuck is Dune? Dune is a sci-fi novel by Frank Herbert, which was made into several movies, um, several oh. different movies. Dune, do, more do you know what sandworms three. are? Sandworms were made popular by Dune. You're talking about like the like little worm things that come no, out of like Majora's Mask? No, like giant ass worms that can swallow you whole. Yeah, like in Majora's Mask, those things that come out and they eat you and they take everything besides like your your t-shirt. Yeah, these worms wouldn't leave you a t-shirt. So Chris' knife was a knife. His they blade was took made your from your sword and shield. Okay, I'm speaking about knives, so let okay. me. Chris knife was a knife. His blade was made from the tooth of a dead sandworm from Arrakis. It was a weapon of choice of the Fremen, the natives of Arrakis. It was a curved and double-edged, like a kinjal. 20 centimeters long, milky white in color, and iridescent. It had a black handle with deep finger ridges separated from the blade with a single slim round ring instead of a shearing guard. Chris knives come in two forms. Unfixed, where the knives where the blade would disintegrate unless they were kept close to human body's electrical field, or fixed. Knives have been treated so they would not disintegrate and could be kept in storage. To the Fremen, the Chris knife was a sacred, and they maintained that much tradition around it. It was, if it was drawn, it could not be resheathed until drawn blood. So apparently... So if you draw the blade, you have to, like... Apparently, Moldolga from Breath of the Wild is a sandworm. Yes. Oh, there we go, see? So anyway, I couldn't get that beer, and I'm kind of Damn. pissed about it. I mean, this beer's all right, but, like, the Chris Knife is a cool name. Mm. Like, a blade that you... A blade from a dead sandworm that you could not sheathe until it had drawn blood. That's badass. Could you just, like, nick your leg and just, like, call it good? No, there's like a purification ritual you could do, like if for some reason you drew it and then resolved the situation or whatever. Oh, okay. But it's like a pain in the ass. The I think the ritual is intentionally a pain in the ass, so that you wouldn't want to like just randomly draw this blade. Gotcha. It's not something you would threaten people with. Like you draw this blade, like you mean business. Like shit's gonna happen. Shit's gonna go down. It's like not like a. It's idol. like the master sword. No, I, no. You don't this. just draw that just like to threaten people, dude. Dude, you're but, like I'm gonna kill some fucking evil. No, because Link will just randomly mow down some grass to get some rupees. So not well, the same. Not the same. That no. grass did some evil shit to Whatever. Him, that's that's like comparing a lawnmower to an assassin's blade. Like Link uses Dude, if I could use an assassin's blade to mow my lawn, that'd be fucking awesome. I'm just saying Link uses a master oh, sword for We should try that. We should try buying two assassin's blades, attaching them underneath my lawnmower, and then blah 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 blah. That's so pedestrian. How is that pedestrian? Nobody's ever done fucking done this before. I know, but it's like using something badass for something really lame. It's badass cutting grass. No, it's not. It's it's it, grass ass. Okay, we need to move on. You want to do some Kickstarter? <laughs> let's, let's kick it. Hey, Tim. Yeah, what? I'm going to really disappoint you here. Okay. All right. Jesse's super normal, regular, average day. Go. Oh, look. It's happening again. Two minutes in the dream world, I'll never get back. Jesse, I need you to listen to me. What if I told you? Everything you've ever been led to believe my entire life was a lie. Uh, so you heard this one? Yeah. I think I got it. I'm kind of confused right now. I wish you guys could see what's going on right now. They start talking. There's a 
lot of stoners and like women wearing little clothing. And chainsaws. I'd open a window if I were you. That's a fish. fish. This here's a map that'll bring you to the first step of your journey. Your mission has been broken down into three. Very easy to follow. Topless nuns step. with chainsaws. Step one. Pine guy. Thank God. Step two. Kill guy. What the fuck is this? I told you. Step three. Party! I don't know who you are. I don't know if you're real. I don't know who I am. And I don't know if I'm real. Seriously, what the fuck is this? I don't know this? what's real. Is any of this shit real? That's kind of what I'm asking right now. Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Jesse's super normal, regular, average day. Find God, kill God, party. I'm way too not high enough for this shit. <laughs> Punched her. What the fuck is that? What is this? You guys couldn't see all the weird shit that was going on. It was basically a bunch of stoners. Coming out of Atlanta, Georgia, what, 25 days ago. Okay. Looking for ten thousand U.S. dollars. Currently at fourteen thousand three hundred sixty. So it's funded. It's funded. From mostly harmless pictures, one hundred eighty-seven backers. Okay, so it's a movie. It is. Not your super normal, regular, average stoner comedy mover. 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 Fully funded in four days. Um, Stoners with cash. Yeah. We had our initial goal. Our initial goal was set at bare minimum to cover the cost for the disc replication, um, which I didn't mean to say replication this time, manufacturing all their perks and shipping costs minus Kickstarter fees. We would love to continue making the films, but we need to reach more further goals. That's to continue to make this happen. Our first and hopefully many search goals has been announced and many orders we get. Uh, the more you get with your order so please share the campaign far and wide and help us achieve our goals get that stoner movie made yeah so is it made or oh i don't know if it's made yet okay there's a lot of footage there's a lot of footage especially of the yep. topless nuns with so chainsaws. the cheapest one is uh 25 dollars okay it's the limited edition blu-ray okay get yourself a professionally replicated not bdr hand numbered limited edition blu-ray of the film before anyone else and a social media shout out all right 25 that's not bad yep um so for 50 this part gets you a hand numbered limited edition professionally replicated blu-ray of the film autographed by the cast and crew as well as a special thank you in the films and credits social media shout out and a bumper sticker (laughs) 50 bucks all right granddaddy of them all two grand executive producer perk Welcome to the team. This perk will get you 10 copies of the film autographed cast crew, 10 27 by 39 posters uh, autographed by the cast and crew, 10 bumper stickers, a special thank you in the film and credits, a stone phone call with, from Jesse, an executive producer screen credit at the beginning of the film, and on IMDb, a 4x6 autographed screen issued photo of Jesse's living room, social media shout out, and a one-of-a-kind long-bladed soft pink chainsaw prop Used by the nuns. And writer-director Brian K. Williams' personal script and script notes from the film. All right. There's one of those. Oh, there's one backer at that already. For two grand. 
All right. You got? I got Kingdoms of the Dump. So, um, unfortunately, this video has sound from the game, but you're not going to be able to see the, the graphics, which are pretty cool. Um, I'm still gonna I'm still gonna feature this one because I think this one's pretty neat. So we're gonna roll the video and I'll talk about it. Okay. Dump is a game about a world of trash created by two real-life janitors. While designed to evoke the 90s JRPG flavor, we have incorporated adventure and platforming inspirations as well as modern design innovations into the genre. The King of Garbagia has been trash-picked. Disgraced Squire Dustin Binsley is blamed for the kidnapping and must embark on a mission to clear his name, cross the lands of Phil, uncover hidden secrets in the trash, and expose evil organization trying to destroy the kingdoms of the dump. Uh, features a narrative-based game with quick moving story, interesting world, jumping, climbing, under on screen, on field, on field skills to add exploration and navigation. There's no random encounters, turn-based combat, and a tile board grid, encouraging placement, movement, timed hits, quickly toggle between main characters, a large mode seven inspired world map, NES-inspired visual aesthetic with detailed environments and expressive sprites. Um, I encourage you to go check out this video since that's like the main, I don't know, appeal of this. Um, it, it definitely looks like a Final Fantasy, but set in a garbage land. Um, it looks really cool. I don't... Yeah, Final Fantasy, but in garbage. That, that's how I would describe this. So it's garbage Final Fantasy. Yes, it's totally Final Fantasy, but set in a garbage land. So it's it, not It's not a garbage title. No, it's just It's like, just a like garbage filled. Garbage themed. So like, it's a lot of garbage. A lot of garbage. There's like landfills, there's like cockroaches. It's really... It's just a dump. Yes, but it has totally the Final Fantasy, like, I don't know, six feel. Um, so if you're into that, if you're into, if you're into dumpy garbage filled games, yes, I think it'll really appeal to you. Um, as far as like how they're doing, they are looking for $60,000 and they have, they're halfway there at $32,565 with 27 days to go. Um, $5 gets you a trash born peon, which is where five work, worthless paper clips or your world's equivalent. You can get your own super cool name inscribed on the digital walls of this game forever. Early Bird's Gone, which was $10. Bucks. Uh, $15 is Garbage Night. Clean and simple, you get a digital copy of Kingdoms of Dunk for Windows, Max, Linux, and your name featured in the end credits. As a backer, this is the basic tier. Um, going up to the top tier, we have... That's quite a ways down. Um, hang on, I'm still scrolling. Wow. Okay. $5,000 is the Golden Janitor Limited. All digital rewards... SNES Box Collector's Edition and receive an invitation to one of our New Jersey's finest roadsides where we'll pick up litter and talk video games. <laughs> so you go get to pick up trash by a road. Um, travel, nice. And travel, of course, at your own expense. A custom t-shirt will be made for this occasion and food will be provided. If you don't feel like coming, we'll do the litter pickup regardless. <laughs> <laughs> so this includes your name in the credits, a digital copy of the game, digital copy of the soundtrack, PDF pack of concept arts, maps, other art garbage, PDF of the player's guide, a t-shirt, a uh, physical copy, physical box copy of the game, game development trash, future beta access, um, come clean up trash with us. Oh my gosh, expect to deliver October 2022. So this game is very much in development. It looks super cool though. I really, if you're into SNES era JRPGs, I encourage you to check out Kingdoms of the Dump. What do you got next? All right, Tim. So as you know, I mm. like prisons and like watching prison TV shows. Yeah, it's disturbing. And like Ear Hustle and stuff like that. Sure, podcast. that's cool. Yep, yep, yep. So uh, let's play Dungeons and Dragons behind bars. There we go. There's D&D &D at nearly every institution in California. 
Prisons are the most segregated places in the world. The D&D table is one of the few places where you could have blacks and whites playing together. I see a lot of potential come out of people when they start playing these games. Being able to put themselves He's got a PAX t-shirt on, by the way. Sweet. I've been playing Dungeons and Dragons in prison for 35 years. I mean, we, we were hardcore. We'd play from uh, as soon as we'd come back from breakfast to lock up. My name is Elizabeth. I'm a documentary filmmaker and the creator of Let's Play, a film about the controversy around Dungeons and Dragons in the United States Department of Corrections. So we used to run underground games like with notebooks or anything. We didn't ha actually have the actual books. We had these photocopies. They took his dice, I think, and he sued to get possession of his dice and Dungeons and Dragons materials. That is a homemade 20-sided dice. Nice. In the process of interviewing really and directing nice. film shoots, I started to learn Dude, all about that. That, the world of Dungeons & Dragons behind bars. Dungeons & Dragons is one of the few activities that sprung up organically in the prison system that's helping inmates prepare for life on the outside. It's Wait. creative, it's cooperative, and it's a way for inmates to express and explore difficult emotions and trauma vicariously through role play. You have to ask why we lock people up. And if the reason is for rehabilitation so that we get somebody who's gonna be better on the other end, then D&D totally fits with that. Thank you so much for supporting this campaign and for joining me in asking, does everybody have the right to game? That's cool. So yeah. is it a documentary project? It is a documentary project. So both of mine are, doc oh, both mine are videos. Yeah, the other one I hope is not a documentary. I mean, it's Jesse's normal Super anyway, we're talking about Dungeons and Dragons. Yep. Um, so this one they has twenty-seven days ago. They're looking for sixty thousand U.S. dollars. Okay. This one's a little bit on the needing side. Um, they're currently at twelve thousand five hundred thirty-three. Mm. Um, has one hundred twenty backers, so that's promising. Um, you said how many days ago? Twenty-seven. Yeah. Okay, that's not too bad. No, it's not terrible. So. Let's play tells the little known story of inmates and former inmates who got great who go to great lengths to play tabletop role playing games like Dungeons and Dragons and uh what's the other one? Um like Dungeons and Dragons? No, yeah, there's another one like Dungeons and Oh, Pathfinder. Um so it 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 follows those guys. They didn't really touch on pathfinder but down inside this actual description page they do talk a little bit about pathfinder and how that's another one of the uh, role-playing games that uh is widespread within the department of corrections so they mentioned like having to get copies i wonder if like dnd like handbooks are like considered contraband or i would have to assume um they did say that like a lot of the wardens throughout the u.s says uh that dnd is demonic Oh, and so that's the reason why they're uh, they're not allowed within the premises of the walls. I thought we'd get rid of that in the 80s. I would have thought so, but apparently not. Um, $10 gets you a shout-out. Um, 25 gets you a digital link to the documentary, which cool. is... What's expected uh, delivery of that? Um, 2021. Okay. It's two years. Yep. Um, big granddaddy them all is 10 grand. You're a producer. We can't wait to meet you in the studio at pre-release screening at one of our games. Anywhere, as a producer, it's your privilege to be where you want. Uh, you will be credited as a producer in the credits of the film. A digital thank you. A shout-out on the film's website. A thanked by name in the credits. A gaming module designed by inmates. Tickets a pre-release screening. Wait, wait, wait. And join us for a game. Back up. A gaming what? 
a gaming module. That's cool. Yeah. I think this is a missed opportunity though. Like for ten grand, I think you should be able to play a campaign with an inmate. Yeah. Yeah. Just saying. Just saying. Um, there's some other really cool levels that that ten thousand dollar level doesn't touch on. Like a thousand dollars, you get an NPC named after you. That's cool. So that's pretty cool. Uh, five hundred dollars gets an AMA with a filmmaker, which you don't get at the ten thousand dollar level. Um, if you just want a gaming module designed by inmates, it's only hundred bucks. That's not pretty bad. fucking legit, honestly. I mean, they got lots of time on their hands. They could make a pretty cool module, right? Exactly, and they've been doing it for years. Mm-hmm. So, um, hey Tim, what, what do you got next? If you ever need a little boost in your day, Zach. All the time. Let me introduce you to Shotspresso. All right, you want to roll it? Yep. The modern day lifestyle expects a lot from us. So it's no wonder that sometimes we need a little boost. Luckily, we got a thing called coffee. Thank sweet, God. Sweet, sweet coffee. Sweet it's coffee. delicious. And gives us that buzz we so desperately need. Morning, noon, or night. But coffee can be expensive and kind of inconvenient. That's why we made Shotspresso, the more instant instant coffee. It comes in a neat 40 mil vial, so you can place it anywhere. Whether you're an office worker, gamer, athlete, or a student. Shotspresso gives you the energy you need to keep your head in the game. Made from top quality cold brew specialty coffee, Shotspresso can be carried around in your pocket or stored for up to two months. So it's your little secret weapon for whenever you need a big boost. It's affordable, delicious, and has 50% more caffeine than your average espresso. Oh, and did we mention it's fast? Plus, it comes in four different flavors, so your taste buds are satisfied no matter how you take your coffee. Even these guys are digging it. We're offering a limited edition world coffee box an exclusive epic reward showcasing specialty coffee from 20 different countries around the world. It even has your name and backer number engraved onto the box. Pretty fucked up. So pledge now to see Shotspresso in your pocket. My question is, you just take a shot of it? Just like drink it out of the the little vial? Yep. So it's basically like a one-hour energy drink. Yeah, but it doesn't have weird chemicals you don't know. It's just literally espresso. Um, Or cold brew, actually. Sorry. Um, So like... Like they said, they're... How much do I get for the fucking box? Tim, just just tell me where the fuck the box is. All right, that's probably the top tier. So the World Coffee box plus 300 shot espresso is about $491. That's 300 shots for espresso in a cool box. That's not terrible. Because a cool box, like, you can't see the video, so, like, the... It's like, it looks like an old-timey suitcase, and then it It has... It looks really... Like, like we might not need a mixer as much as I need this. (laughs) And then um, it has inside the box, it has like uh, foam or whatever, like sculpted to hold the shots. And it and the problem it's, is you can never use it for anything else besides the shots. Yeah, but it's cool. It's pretty cool. All right, Tim, you can go back to the bottom tier if you'd like. Sure. Um, so the early bird's gone, of course. There's a shout out version for four dollars, whatever. The early bird was twenty five dollars, which is a thirty shot. Um, Forty five dollars. No, oh, thirty two. Twenty. No, it's twenty five dollars. Early bird's gone. The one that's available now is the 30-shot espresso pack Kickstarter special. You get 30 shots for about $32, so basically a dollar a shot. 
Um, there is a still an early bird for the 60 shot, which is um, drops it down to $51, which is less than a dollar per shot. You get delicious 60 pack of shot shot espresso in any flavor of choice, which is 40% off expected retail price. And there's 12 left at this time. Um, we already talked a little bit about the top tier, which is $491 or 699 Australian. World Coffee Box plus 300 shot espressos. Receive the limited edition shot espresso world coffee box included with 20 shot espresso shots with brewed coffee from 20 countries around the world plus 300 shot espressos in your chosen flavor. So you would actually get the box with 20 shots. So it would be 320 shots total. So not bad. There's 15 left of that. 15 out of 15. Um, they're saying they're deliver this in December of 2019. So that's kind of cool. That's really cool. Especially I'm trying to look at the flavors right now. Try to find them. Uh, yeah, there are supposed to be different flavors. There is. There's supposed to be four, but I can only see two. Hmm. The Great Taste Guide Black Edition. Oh, I got it. So you can get the Black Edition unsweetened or sweetened. I see. You can get the Latte Edition unsweetened or sweetened. So. I would actually try this out as a store for like a buck a shot. Yeah, I would. I mean, I would pay like two bucks to try this at a store. Right. I would like that more than like a $5 energy because I, I don't know that the stuff in there is kind of scary. I can't have those. I know. It makes your heart like so, palpitate. Yep, yep. It makes my heart pop. I think you could probably have this. Probably. If it's just based purely on coffee. So the um the vial is recyclable if anyone cares. That's pretty cool. Yes. Uh, hey, Tim, you want to talk about games? Let's talk about games. Hey, Tim, I haven't played games. What about you? I was supposed to get a little break when we talked about. Uh, I mean, you were camping, I guess. Yeah, I was camping. I talked a lot in the first half. Okay, fair. Um, so I played some more Zelda with my son. Um, we are trying to unlock all of the. Um, we're trying to. We're doing the DLC, which nice. We, which means that you get You're the, a lot further than me. I'm a hell of a lot further. I'm going to send you a picture later of like my armor. I've got Ganon's horse. I have Ganon's horse. I have some crazy ass armor. Like I've yeah, got. I haven't bought any armor shit. I've got like barbarian armor that increases your attack, and I've got like this um, helmet on that has um, it gives you complete immunity to lightning damage. Like complete... oh, that's the one from uh... Geraldo. Yeah, mm-hmm. you have to do a bunch of quests. Um, so I've got three out of the four guardians like unlocked, where I've done the quest again. Like I've beaten. Oh, damn! Damn! I did two of them. So I now can get the powers back with like, half the time. The only one I don't have is the shield one. From the um, oh the, the Goron. Uh, yeah the Goron I, I haven't done that name. one yet. I did the I did so the water one and I did the flying one again. I've done every single every single one except for the Goron one. After that, then I I get the final guardian, which is the motorcycle. Yeah. And then I'm gonna take on Ganon. You have all the memories so far. Yep. Nice. Um, I I'm, need to catch up. I need to play this again. I'm literally gonna do the Goron quest and then i'm gonna take on ganon i'm gonna do this i'm gonna beat this game by the end of the summer that's my goal because now that i know there's a breath of the wild 2 there's no reason for me to like hold this back that and the fact there's gonna be um another zelda game i mean it's different style completely but like i was kind of holding off playing this game because it's so good and i didn't want to like you know lose that same thing we had with the last zelda game that came out for the ds i I guess but like this one is is way better this is like a 10-year game. That yeah. The the DS one was probably like a two-year game. That was really good. I, I did like um, Link Between Worlds. So yeah. That was really good. Um, so anyway, I'm playing that with my son. I only play that with my son because he's like, it's like the one game he cares about that I play. Um, I also played with him Captain to- 
treasure tracker. Um, we bought the DLC for it, and he was really annoyed with me because I haven't like beat the game yet, and we didn't want to start the DLC until we beat the game. Okay. So I thought I beat the game um, the last play session, but actually there's like a chapter two. Like in the f- the first chapter, Toadette gets like kidnapped, and you like go and rescue her. But then chapter two starts, and Toad gets kidnapped, and Toadette has to rescue him. Oh. So there's all these different levels. Um, also, the update um, made it so you can both play, but that makes it actually kind of really hard because um, you're both controlling like the angles that you're. Oh, that sucks. It kind of does. The only cool part is that like one of you can like go into bubble form and be like sort of um, invincible um, unless you fall off a cliff. So like if there's a really hard challenge, like one of you can bubble up and like kind of create a safe space for the other one to try to go through the challenge. I don't explain this very well, but it's an interesting co-op situation. There's two ways you can do co-op. You can either do that way where you're both playing or one of you can be a physical player and the other one can have like a cursor and you like basically um, can stun enemies with a cursor, um, but not actually be in the environment, if that makes sense. Hmm. So there's two ways to, for us to play together. So that's kind of cool. I also bought Detective Pikachu because it was on sale. What is that? Um, Have you played Professor Layton? No. Are you familiar at all? Play? No. Uh, Ace Attorney? No. I don't know how to describe this game to you. Um, Did it just come out? No. It came out before the movie, actually. The movie's actually based on it. Detective. So, you play as Tim, and you find a Pikachu that only you can understand. Everybody else just hears the Pikachu going, Pika, Pika. So, this guy's dad could hear the Pikachu. Yes. Um, and then you go around and solve mysteries. What's this game for? DS, 3DS. Only 3DS. Um, so you like go and talk to witnesses for different, like there's lots of side quests, like different people have problems and you solve their mysteries. There's the big mystery of like... Is that Tim? That's Tim. Wait, I thought Tim was a dad in the movie. No. Tim is the character looking for his dad. Like I could definitely see like elements where the movie like picked up on but it's it's a very different experience it's animated really well like the animation and the cutscenes are really cool um and it's this looks really fun this is a 3ds game yeah um i i i've only played it for about an hour but i'm really enjoying it you have it on a cartridge i do i was gonna show you but my stupid battery died um i might have to borrow this from you you might um this looks really cool actually right and then the last game... I hope yours isn't in Japanese, because I don't understand what no, the no, fuck's no, no. going it's, on. It's normal English. The last game we're playing is uh, Resident Evil 2. This hi-hat blend is delicious. Oh, he's drinking coffee. Gotcha. Shot espresso. Um, Resident Evil 2 Remaster. Um, I, I really like this game. Um, I am playing as Leon, so I am still in the, the police station. And this is... Who the fuck's Leon? Leon is... Uh, we've moved on from Detective Pikachu. I yeah. gotcha. Leon is um, most famously known as the main character of <laughs> of Resident Evil 4. But this is back when he's a rookie. Um, and he walks into... He's a little bitch in this game. He is, but he's cool. Um, he walks into a, like a fucked up situation. Raccoon City is overrun with zombies. And he goes to the police station. And uh, you can actually play as two characters in this game. I chose Leon. There's also Claire... And they have their own. So is that new to this one? No. Okay. Um, and you kind of, you meet up at certain points and there's always like a barrier between you. So you can't like, I don't know. It's weird. Um, so there's very 
close but divergent paths and so it's kind of cool you can play the game twice and kind of see different things so leon's path starts at the uh, raccoon city police station which the police station is very weird because it used to be like an art museum there's all these weird doors with weird symbols and there's a lot of puzzle elements in this game um so it's there's you know definitely zombie shots to the head but there's also like okay this door can only be opened by a key that has a, a spade symbol on it or um, this puzzle can only be solved if you find um, the thing that the, the statue is supposed to be holding. Lots of weird puzzles like that. And it looks really great. Um, the gore in this game is surprisingly sticky and wet and gross. Um, which like You can feel it through your controller? No, it's just like... it's The gore is really, really good. <laughs> it's really gross. Like Mortal Kombat? Eh, not quite. There's something like spine ripping out, but like jaws are hanging down there's lots of guts and viscera and this. nice yeah you'd, you'd like that part of it so i'm enjoying that um i'm kind of torn all, all different directions right now like my son wants to play detective pikachu no not sorry zelda Cap- zelda and captain toad i want to play detective pikachu and resident evil and i don't have pl- time to play any of it so i got a fair amount of time playing this week i'm hoping i don't know I, i'm kind of leaning toward resident evil 2 um but i also want to finish zelda so I'm not sure we're going to play the next week. So that's where I'm at. Zelda. I do want to finish Zelda. You want to talk about games coming out? Yes. Although right now I've got plenty on my plate. But let's talk about it. We need to make this into a nap thing too. Yeah. Eventually. Okay. We'll get there. Games coming out this week. All right. Summer Catchers, PC, Forklift, The Simulator. Pull that over your, pull that over your phone. Pull that over your phone. The Nintendo Switch. World Cruise Story. Oh, fuck. Pull that up, too. Nintendo Hold Switch. on. I can only do one. Dude, there's so many things here I want to check out. Warlocks 2. God Slayers PC. Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. The Black Order. Uh, Nintendo Switch. And that's it. Ladies and gentlemen, Tim, how do you got it? What is, what's it all about, man? Um... I'm giving up on forklift simulation. What's the, what? other, what's the other one you wanted to play? World Cruise Story Nintendo Switch. So, I will just say that if you want a forklift simulation... Yeah, play, that one... Play Shenmue. Yeah, yeah. World Cruise what? World Cruise... Uh, story? Story, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Um. I honestly... You, you let me drive the, the oh, yeah. forklift for real. And that's all because I played... Shenmue back in the late 90s that I want. Oh, it's a Kyrosoft game. Kyrosoft is the one that makes like the game dev story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All those cool, like, um, they make some good games. They do. Um, let's see if there's a trailer. I got Fork Love Story also. I gave up on Fork Love Story. I got it. Okay. Well, go ahead and play that one then. Apparently, it doesn't got a video to it. Boo. Get ready to take take control over a physical simulated forklift and manage your own warehouse forklift. The simulator drops you in the seat of a realistic, completely physics simulated forklift. Enthusiasts will enjoy the realistic look and feel of driving. Manage a warehouse and deliver the goods in time. Master and unlock nine different challenges with increasing difficulty. You learned everything you need to feel Ready for the job? Dive into the endless mode. 
deliver randomly selected goods within a tight time limit to their destination. Coming out on July 16th, 2019. File size of 1.2 gigabytes. It's only one player. Simulation and Puzzle by Polygon Art. Alright, World Cruise Story. Do you have the trailer? It's downloading still. I'll be your first mate. <laughs> that's, that's a line from the game. Together we'll travel the world, make the ship everybody wants to travel. It's it's a cruise ship simulator. Is this on mobile? It might be. It says Nintendo Switch, but this looks like totally. I'll bet like it is on mobile too. I might have to buy it. I played a fuck out of Game Dev Story. Game Dev Story was great. Was so good. They have like hot. They like just named their their boat MS Sync. Nice. <laughs> As of today, you'll be our first mate. Together, we'll travel the world and make the ship that everybody wants to sail on. And if you have any questions, just choose to help me. First, you want to build some cabins? Sure. Build. First, you want to build a cabin from the facilities menu. This is super. This is fucking hell. So the question I would have to use is, do you want to play this on mobile or on Switch? Probably mobile, huh? Yeah. Cool. That's from Kairosoft. That is... What's the name again? I don't know. I want to play this game. It's one hour. I'm going to watch this. It's World Cruise uh, Story. We're going to just let this run for next hour, guys. Really? No. Okay. That would be so bad. It's like literally like a three-hour episode of Plug and Play. Just like the last hour is just... Okay, if you listen to that whole thing, like we'd have to mail you a, a promotional coaster or something. We have a whole list of them. Yeah. I don't know which ones still work or which ones don't, but we got a whole list. Okay. Yeah. Alright, Tim, you ready? Right, I'm ready. Alright. Let's end this. Alright, so until next week, ladies and gentlemen, you can check us out at thebunsmashers.com. Don't forget to prime and shine. And if you have the opportunity, run over a Nazi with a forklift. <laughs> <laughs>